最前沿的科学研究。This is Science Rehashed, the podcast where we offer a window into life science research to anyone in the world with an internet connection. I'm Layla, and I'm Mehdi, and we're your Science Rehashed co-hosts. So, Mehdi, this episode is a special one. Well, okay, all Science Rehashed episodes are special, of course. Of course. But this one is particularly special. Today marks our fiftieth episode of Science Rehashed. It's hard to believe we have already done fifty episodes. Here's to the next fifty. To the next hundred. Here, here. We'd like to thank Untapped Resources for sponsoring Science Rehashed. Untapped Resources is a Boston-based foundation that funds the arts, sciences, education, and creative initiatives of people working to improve lives, celebrate community, and solve local problems. With support from the Untapped Resources Grant Program, we are committed to making science more inclusive and accessible for scientists and the science curious worldwide. For this episode, we have interviewed Dr. Zhang Hanglin and Dr. Snigta Roy Barman, whose recent paper in Science Advances describes a wound healing system that promotes healing by using the patient's own movement and temperature gradients to generate an electric field. Dr. Lin is a professor of biomechanical engineering at National Taiwan University, and Dr. Barman recently earned her PhD in Dr. Lin's former lab at National Tsinghua University. We talked with them about the motivations, promises, and limitations of their human-powered wound healing technology. Dr. Lin, Dr. Barman, thank you so much for being with us today. We'd love to start by having you introduce yourselves to our listeners. Dr. Lin, would you like to start? Okay, I'm a, a faculty in a National Taiwan University. Original, I'm in another university, but uh, since this month, I, I moved to the uh, National Taiwan University. And uh, I'm also in the uh, bio engineering department, and uh, luckily now it's a promotional professor. And uh, our lab, the research is focused on uh, the uh, cell power, the sensors and system. Of course, including the electronics. So, for example, uh, just like the uh, paper uh, you you read, we just try to integrate the application uh, for the wound healing. Yeah. So、uh, maybe later we can talk something more. Absolutely! Thank you Thank so you. much, and congratulations for your promotion to full professor. Yes, that's so exciting. And Ms. Barman, yeah.、Uh, so recently, I have completed my PhD under Professor Lin. Oh my gosh! Done my PhD. At- congratulations, Dr.、Yeah. Barman. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, and、uh, I recently like completed my PhD from National Tsinghua University here in Taiwan, and my research topic was also focused on the development of some cell power systems, and we have used such systems、uh, for biomedical applications such as the wound healing, and also for some environmental application like、uh, the chemical sensing. 
Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you both so much for joining us today to talk about your work and for giving us a brief introduction to what you're working on now. You both have really impressive backgrounds in chemistry and biomedical engineering. So I'm wondering if we can start with you telling us briefly sort of about your backgrounds, like growing up in science, and then how you ended up working on point of care wound management. Uh, so, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, actually, uh, uh, my background is from the chemistry. And uh, but now I I am a faculty in bioengineer department, so uh that's why our research is covered from the uh fundamental science, and, and we try to also uh develop some of the uh, application of device. And Dr. Barman. Yeah. Uh, so my background is biotechnology. I have done my undergraduation in biotechnology, where like mostly the research or the focus was on the fundamentals. But for my PhD, I wanted to do something based on more on a device-based approach, with, which can be used like literally on the day-to-day life. That's why I have like decided to pursue my PhD in uh, cell power systems under Professor Lin. Yeah. So that is my transformation from fundamentals to uh, device-based research. Wonderful. Very interesting. And why why point of care uh, wound management? Can you tell us a little bit about how you came to work on the challenge of helping wounds heal? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, So basically, uh, for the wound healing, there are many approaches that are reported in the literature, but most of them, they are uh, usually, uh, most of them, although they are used clinically, but they have some disadvantages and also like they're not very user friendly. So in this paper, actually, our main motivation was to develop a device which is more user friendly and can be used for day-to-day, uh, day-to-day healing, uh, in, despite of the patient being in the hospital, like you can use these kind of devices at home. That's why we wanted to develop a very miniature kind of device, which is very easy to use. So uh, in this paper, we have used, for example, the electrical stimulation approach. And that approach, it doesn't require any complicated system, complicated instruments or complicated circuits to operate. So it can just use our body motion to operate or to initiate the functioning of such devices. So in order to make it more user-friendly, uh, we have like started working on this paper. Oh, got it. Makes sense. Definitely. Um, which brings us to, you know, this, this impressive paper you published in Science Advances on this self-powered dressing for wound healing. And we're going to talk a lot of about some of these technical pieces that you mentioned and the impressive technology that you've developed. But first, I want to um, take a little, uh, talk a little bit more about some of the motivation. So, when in your intro, you talk about the growth of the Internet of Things. Can you tell us about the significance of this growth? What is the Internet of Things? Why it's been growing, and how does it relate to medical devices? Okay, uh, so you can consider, uh, for example, uh, our application. So uh, maybe uh, some of our. Uh, families uh maybe one, one day if they let down just in a nursing home so uh they may uh, be lack of the people to take care of them but uh based on the iot the sensors and in the electronics actually we can easily to get the information and even we can just uh, push a button and uh, to do a therapy yeah so uh this is uh what the internet i mean uh the iot can help the people to do some more uh, advanced uh, uh, the health care application. Oh, I see. So kind of like everyone has access to these growing technologies on the Internet of Things. Yeah. So, so for example, um, 
I think uh, recently, in, in recent years, uh, very famous cases, uh, the wearable, the, uh, uh, the glucose sensor, right? Like uh, some company that uh, produce mm -hmm. the glucose product sensor. can monitor uh, the glucose for uh, around the two weeks uh, continuously. You can check the signal just uh, on your cell phone. So I think this is also a very good evidence uh, for the, uh, why the IoT is very important uh, to the, uh, the healthcare. Absolutely. And so specifically on your work, how does electrical stimulation help with wound healing? But what are the challenges in delivering electrical stimulation as a therapy? Okay. Uh, so how about seeing how you can talk first? Yeah. Uh, for, uh, the, for the electrical stimulation that we are using in this paper, we have studied that uh, this kind of electrical stimulation can actually uh, like help in the cellular uh, proliferation or even the migration. And also uh, in this paper, we have shown that the electrical stimulation can also promote the process of the angiogenesis, helping the growth of the new blood vessels. If you're enjoying this episode, join the conversation with us on Twitter at Science Rehashed, where we will be rehashing this episode. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Science Rehashed to stay in the loop about our new episodes and upcoming interviews. Dr. Barman, zooming out a little bit, can you tell our listeners what is angiogenesis and how it fits into the overall process of wound healing and how electrical stimulation helps? Uh, like, for example, uh, for the healing of the wounds, there are actually like four stages. And uh, the first stage is the hemostasis. Then we have the inflammation and proliferation and the remodeling stage. So uh, there are different therapies and all the therapies can contribute to different stages of the wound healing. Uh, but for our case, uh, we are focusing on the electrical stimulation. And this kind of therapy is focused on the last two stages, which is the proliferation and the remodeling stage of the wound healing healing. So what the uh, electrical stimulation is doing here uh, is uh, we are using a particular type of electrical stimulation which can help in the directional growth or the migration of the cells. So it can help in the cellular proliferation. Uh, particularly and we, we, the we're talking cells. about epithelial cells here or fibroblasts? Okay. Uh, yeah, the fi fibroblast cells, yes. And, uh, and also uh, like the migration, because in this paper, we are using a kind of directional electrical stimulation, which can also help to direct or migrate the cells in a particular direction. So that is one of the important uh, characteristics of this kind of electrical stimulation. So therefore, this electrical stimulation that is provided by our dressing can actually like help in the proliferation and finally in the remodeling phase two. And talking about the challenges about uh, these kind of electrical stimulation, of course, at the beginning, we have faced a lot of challenges regarding the experimentation, like what kind of electrical stimulation uh, we have to use. For example, uh, it depends on the type of the electrical output. Like uh, there are different kinds of electrical output. For example, it's the alternating current or the direct current or uh, like the monophasic or the biphasic currents. And here at the beginning, uh, we had to do a lot of experimentation to decide or to rule out which parameters of the electrical output is better to improve the healing process. And when we're talking about electrical stimulation, this is a question for both of you. 
Are we talking about, I have no idea, I've never used electrical stimulation in any research that I have conducted in my career. Uh, so I assume a lot of scientists probably also have no idea about electrical stimulation. Are we talking about high voltage electrical stimulation? Is a, is a low intensity? If you, if you can also give us a, a hint about electrical stimulation. And then the following question would be, what is the underlying mechanism? How electrical stimulation induce or increase the proliferation, increase the migrations of the cells? What happens in the tissue? Okay, uh, so maybe I can answer uh, first about uh, like what kind of electrical stimulation we, we will need. So based on all the... Uh, uh, the experience. Uh, we found that uh, you can just give a a, a DC the output. Actually, the pulse, the lifetime of the electrical stimulation you you give to the uh, cell and the wound is very important. For example, based on all the uh, uh, di discovery, actually uh, the lifetime should be around a hundred uh, uh, micros uh, milliseconds. A hundred uh, milliseconds. So this is just exactly uh, the same with our the device output. And how how strong these electrical? Can you like how how strong you can feel this? Oh, actually, uh, if you 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 are talking about a human body, actually we cannot feel because uh, yeah. the output from our the device, uh, yeah, it's true, it's, it it with a higher voltage, but actually the voltage is open circular voltage. So when it contact with the human body, human body will uh, result in a short circular condition. So actually, uh, and the current is very low. The, the output, uh, the current from our device is just around the uh, maybe micro micro amp to uh, tens of the micro amp. So actually, uh, gotcha. Okay. The human body will not be able to feel about this. Yeah. And regarding the underlying mechanisms, you use stimulations, as Dr. Barman said to help increase the migration and proliferation of the fibroblast cells. How does this happen? Yeah, about the mechanism, yeah, that's a very interesting question. It's because the mechanism for this kind of electrical stimulation is like still unknown. Uh, many researchers, including our group, we are trying to do a lot of experimentation to determine the mechanism. For example, till now, we know that this kind of electrical stimulation at the surface, it can promote the migration and the proliferation. But however, the underlying mechanism, like which pathway it's actually affecting, it's still unknown and we are still trying to work in that direction. This is fascinating. With the lack of understanding of why electrical stimulation promotes wound healing in these ways, why have your group and other groups pursued electrical stimulation as a treatment as opposed to, say, antibiotics or some other type of intervention? I think one of the reasons why uh, people are more focused on the electrical stimulation than any other therapies is that uh, because uh, whenever uh, we have a wound in our body, then there is an endogenous electrical field. Uh, there is a, a normal electrical field which actually exists in our body. So electrical stimulation is just a way to enhance that kind of electrical field that exists. So this is like kind of mimicking the original activity that is happening in our body. So that is one that might be one of the reasons why people are more focused 
focused on the electrical stimulation than uh, than exploring any other techniques. And uh, coming back to the mechanisms, there are many pathways, cellular pathways, which uh, which people are studying. For example, the N1B pathway, where the cell actually, where the electrical stimulation actually influences the uh, the voltage gated channels that are that are there on the different fibroblasts or even the keratinocytes. But uh, yeah, still it's on the exploration stage and it's quite unknown. Wonderful, thank you. Uh, and, and do we know how, how, how deep the electrical stimulation can penetrate in the tissue? Like, is there any limitation from the wound healing uh, degree or, or I don't know, uh, do we have a different degrees of wounds in the first place? And does electrical stimulation has a limitation also to towards what kind of wounds we're gonna we're gonna treat? Uh, in our paper, we tried the uh, normal wounds and also the uh, infected wounds. Uh, but for uh, unpublished uh, unpublished the data, actually, uh, it can be also workful uh, for uh, the uh, the diabetes wounds. Yeah, we have the successfully uh, verified on the diabetes uh, mice. Yeah, of course. Uh, if uh, anybody uh, can pro provide us, uh, I, I mean, a very the special case or the animal model, actually, we can try too. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I wanted to, before we kind of go too far on down in other directions, I want to get some specifics out of the way. You all developed a triboelectric nanogenerator that uses human powered motion and temperature gradients to treat wounds. Can you explain to our listeners what triboelectric means? And are there any day-to-day -day triboelectric processes that our listeners might already know? Uh, maybe in the United States, you can easy to feel and you will not, you, you don't like it, right? Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, it will be affected by the humidity. So like in Taiwan, the humidity is high. So people, uh, uh, we cannot uh, easy to feel. So... Anyway, uh, firstly, uh, this is uh, the the uh, the general concept people know about the triboelectric effect. Yeah, but actually, the what we feel is the uh, steady the charges. So that means actually after the two material content, like your hand uh, with some the material, the uh, charge will transfer and uh, form the uh, charge the surface. Yeah, just like the sunder. Sunder happens uh, to neutralize uh, between the charges uh, on the cloud and uh, the ground. Yeah. And um, so uh, after the uh, 2012, uh, actually the scientists started to discover the possibility to use the uh, generator charge the surface and design the device and the two generator output. Yeah, so this is uh, the, the, the background the history of the uh, triboelectric nano generator. And are there any examples where, you know, our listeners might be using uh, things that have triboelectric generators? What are like some, are there every, everyday items that use triboelectric generators or no, it's mostly experimental technology? Right now, actually, uh, the, the market, uh, we, we, we did not see a, a well-developed product. Uh, but of course, if you uh, check the reference, you can see the many uh, successful demonstration. Uh, for example, you can integrate onto your shoes, and when you walk, when you run, uh, it will generate electricity and uh, to power the LED. And of course, uh, uh, on the bicycle, on some tra uh, transportation, is the same. Yeah, but uh, the problem—I I think the problem is coming from the mechanical energy, right? Uh, when you uh, 
only you move, right? Something that move, you can generate a mechanical energy. But if you mm. don't move too too much, actually, uh, only the very few energy you can generate. Yeah, so I mm -hmm. think this is the reason why in the market we did not see a very the uh, successful product. Yeah, I see. Very cool. Um, and so yeah, your your nano generators, hydrogen peroxide release, and electrical stimulation, right? Because it's not just electrical stimulation. There's also this release of hydrogen peroxide. It can be tuned to different wound types and stages of recovery. And so how how do the thermocatalytic plates? And the triboelectric generator of your system, how does it allow for these adjustments as the wound is healing? Uh, for for our uh, wound tracing, as you have mentioned, like there are two functions. First is uh, the thermocatalysis, uh, which is because of the material that we are using. It's a particular thermocatalyst known as the bismuth telluride nanoplate. And whenever there is a temperature difference, for example, the temperature difference that exists in our surrounding, for example, the difference between our body temperature and also the room temperature. So this kind of material can actually use that temperature difference to generate the hydrogen peroxide, which is the H2O2 in this case. And then, um, for example, uh, these layers are integrated to the same system. So if uh, we can control the generation of hydrogen peroxide by actually turning, uh, giving or not a uh, by supplying or not supplying the temperature difference. So if we don't want to use the function of the thermocatalyst, so we will not give any temperature gradient to that kind of device. And therefore we can control the H2O2 generation. And for the other layer, which is the uh, which is the, the electrical simulation layer, it is the TENG. So we just connect the electrodes from our dressing to a particular device, which is the triboelectric nano generator. And uh, it can supply the electrical stimulation for the own healing and similarly for this case also uh, for the if we don't connect the electrodes from our dressing and uh, it will not receive the electrical energy for the wound healing so these all the layers can be turned on or off depending on whatever situation the wound is at like if we want to treat the infected wound or the normal wound hi listeners if you're enjoying Science Rehashed, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Rate our show on Spotify by tapping the three dots next to the following button and then tapping Rate Show. This is also a great time to hit follow if you're not following already. We have a review from one of our listeners, Shayla Den, who wrote on Apple Podcasts, a great range of topics and guests from the life sciences, real expert perspectives with a chance to hear their thoughts about their work beyond their published papers. Thanks, Shayla. So Dr. Lin, one interesting aspect of your approach is that it seeks to balance tissue regeneration with antibacterial effects. What did your research reveal about how your technology might be adapted for treating infected wounds? Yeah, uh, firstly, I, I, I can uh, respond to that. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, true actually uh, for infected wound. In the paper, we did not uh, tell too much about the detail. The detail is that uh, we uh, prefer to suggest you need to use the catalyst to generate a, a mild uh, hydrogen peroxide to kill the bacteria first. And then uh, you, you can do the electrical stimulation. This is the approach we, we found is a better uh, for the therapy of the infected wound, even though we did not claim too much in the paper. So this is the first. 
yeah, if you have the infected wound case, uh, at least in the animal model, we will suggest to follow our the the the, the know how. Yeah, and then uh, actually for all the this design, uh, we 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 uh did not prefer you you uh combine a nail generator and uh, the wound uh dressing together into a a piece of the uh product. Yeah, we uh prefer that the can be separate. Yeah. So actually, you you can put a, a nail generator just near uh the wound, but not the, on the top of the wound. Wound. So so uh when you want to give some electrical stimulation, you can just easy right to uh uh to integrate with the wound dressing with your nail generator and just the uh push the uh little motions. Then it can generate the uh electricity and help the wound heal. Just uh, like uh, every uh, if you you are sick, you will take the medicine right right after uh, you have the meal like the uh, meal of the day. Yeah, so this is our approach. I think that every day you just need some more motions. Actually, it will be uh um uh more effective to help the wound uh to heal. So our approach is also include that uh, actually for the dressing, you you don't need to remove uh during the uh the healing the process yeah because we know that every time when we re remove it, it may uh 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 damage right the, the neural uh, generated tissues and also may uh, result in the uh, bacterial infection got it thank you for that dr lin what limitations remain in this system that you'd like to look into in future research wonderful yeah yeah uh, so, like in the animal model, actually, um, uh, I think we, we just need to uh, give the uh, some couple minutes uh, to operate the device. Then the output can help the wound to, uh, I mean, uh, for very effective to uh, uh, wound healing. Yeah. So I I think the limitation is just the uh, you need to trigger the device uh, by your small motions, maybe at least couple minutes per day mm -hmm. yeah so um if uh you are very uh uh, uh serious uh the the patient you you, you let uh, let down in the hospital and you cannot give any emotions maybe, maybe this is the limitation mm -hmm. i see so what is next for the next five years for these device are you thinking about like improving it or developing the next generation of these uh, kind of electrical stimulation, electrical stimulation enabled devices for wound healing. I think that's can be a good title for a grant. <laughs> Actually, uh, we we also try to uh, search the uh, related product in the market, but unfortunately, uh, we cannot find a very uh, uh, the successful the market. So I I think uh, the uh, the the reason is that uh, for their product, they just give a continuous output. So as I say in all the paper, in our studies, we found you should just give a pulse, the electrical stimulation. You cannot give a, a direct the, 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 the current for a long time. Yeah. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I hope in the near future, we also try to uh, write the IRB and uh, to see if any in the hospital can help us right to verify this on the human uh, bodies yeah in, in taiwan uh, mm -hmm. the density for hospital is the very high so uh i think 
Yeah, it, 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 it needs the five years. It is able to see uh, how the concept can be verified on the human bodies. But the other way is that, uh, yeah, as I said, some patients, they cannot move. So actually, uh, recently, uh, we, we, we also submitted a paper. It's about we use the body temperature to generate the output. So, so this can be a more advanced concept. For those the patients, actually they cannot, they even cannot generate emotion by yourself, by themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the body temperatures also, uh, body the uh, temperature difference also have the uh, limitation, right? So for example, uh, it's the better the patient is just let down uh, in, in the area with the air conditioner, <laughs> air conditioner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Wonderful, uh, Leila. Any question? I'm. I think I ask all my questions in mind. <laughs> I've asked mine too. Is there anything? I guess I, my last question is: Is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners about this paper or this research? Um, Sita, do, do you have any comment or? Yeah, uh, I think the next step for this kind of study that I want to share is that probably uh, understanding the mechanism, what is happening. So we are currently, I would like to like work in this direction to study or generate more data at the cellular level to understand what is actually happening there. And this will be the next step for my side to progress in the, to progress in this research related to wound healing. So, yeah. Very exciting. Well, thank you both so much. This thank is really you. wonderful. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. It was, it was wonderful having you in our podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of Science Rehashed. This episode was written by Lauren Granada and Ben Allen, edited by Rukudzo Kanyemba, and mixed by Vesna Ilyeska. The cover art for this episode was made by our creative director, Emma Brandt. We'd also like to thank the whole Science Rehash team for making this episode possible. <laughs>